I don't know what was going through Paul's mind as he heard uh, the Lord speaking to him in this vision. I know what would be going in my mind if he was, if I was told, uh, go on speaking, no one's going to harm you. Uh, oh, great, I can say whatever I want and, and I'll get away with it with impunity. It's never happened in my life, I don't think. But Paul, of course, wasn't seeing this as, as a challenge of uh, how to say the abrasive, not that I would necessarily either. Paul was seeing it as a promise that he could preach the gospel because it was such, preaching the name of Jesus was such a controversial thing. Well, even in our day, to preach the name of Jesus is controversial. I do have to admit, I, I enjoy reading the Babylon Bee, which is a satirical, uh, Christian satirical site, and they pick on a particular uh, TV pastor who's uh, kind of well-known, but uh, also well-known for not teaching uh, a whole lot from the scriptures, and they say that, uh, the, the, one of the more recent ones is that he said that we should quarantine the reading of the scriptures for at least another 40 days. <clears throat> which I found funny because, yeah. But St. Paul heard those words and continued, and he stayed there for a year and a half because he was given that promise that he could continue to preach. And so when uh, Galileo was uh, came in and they rose up against Paul, Paul probably stood strong in that promise of knowing they're not going to harm me. But poor Sosthenes. Poor Sosthenes. And so often that's the case, that when we say or do something for the Lord, that uh, we might not be directly attacked or, or whatever, but something attached to it might be. And maybe that's why uh, some of the responses that we've seen to this coronavirus have, have been there, that while uh, they're not directly saying, well, we, you can't have church, you can't, you know, but 10, 10, I said all along, 10 is such a... 10 in a church that holds 800 is so much different than 10 in a, in a room that sits 8. Maybe that's, that's what it was, collateral, we're seeing as collateral damage to this. But I, I think even more than that, that St. Paul heard that, that uh, in that vision, it wasn't the protection as much as keep preaching the word. Go on speaking. Go on speaking. And I think that's for, for all of us to remember that we are called, uh, all of us are called to proclaim Jesus Christ, some of us in a more public manner, but some of us, most of us, in a more private manner. Uh, you with your children, your grandchildren, with your, your spouses, with your neighbors maybe, in a way that's appropriate. And to know that we don't aren't given that that necessarily the same promise, but we are given a promise in today's gospel passage that the Lord is going to be with us, that when we see Him we shall rejoice. I've been told and I, that Jesus is talking about something that is biologically possible. And now we, we cover the pain of childbirth up with so many medications. But uh, before, before these medications, uh, there was something happening that, that a woman, after she had given birth, the uh, certain hormones would kick in and uh, cover up some of the pain. Not only the emotional joy of having finished uh, a tremendous labor, 
And maybe that's an image for us to remember that while we are in grief now, because we do not see the Lord, that when he comes, we'll be able to look up, look back on everything and say, oh, I see. I see why that pain was there. And maybe that's part of, the, uh, part of what we should be holding on to as we continue to see this pandemic. The pandemic isn't ending just because uh, we're, we're lifting restrictions. We, we need to remember this. We're called to, to continue to keep safe. But maybe as we lift restrictions to look back and say, what are some of the good things that have happened because of this? I hear stories of families that are having meals together where before this, was it even once a week? I hear tales of, of families that are playing games together, that are reading books together, where fathers and mothers are spending time with their children, where parents are getting to know their children at a deeper level. How beautiful is that? And maybe instead of looking at the pain, we should be looking at what God has done. We're given a promise that Jesus Christ is going to be with us. And he has been with us and he continues to be with us. And as we begin today, this march towards Pentecost, let us ask the Holy Spirit to be with us too, that we would be given a fuller, more full share in the, that Holy Spirit, that we'd be, be able to see, and today we pray specifically for the gift of fear of the Lord, that we would see how the Lord is calling us not to, to serve him out of fear, but to serve him out of love, which is what fear of the Lord is, that we love him so much that we would rather die than sin against him, to give, be given that promise that he is with us and that our grief will become joy.